All right. So today in the Sadaka interviews, we have Maya Purchandra Das. Uh, we go way back, me and Maya, for um, I met him for the first time, let's see, about 18 years ago. It was uh, the 20, 2005, uh, early January. And I went, that was just before I moved to Audaria. And so we went to, I Gurmach came to Finland. We had a retreat there. And then uh, me and him, we flew to Poland, and that's where I met Maipur for the first time. And I think you got your know, Hari nomination when I was there, yeah. Guru Mahesh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, and then we'll go further into, you know, the <laughs> points of contact that we had after that. But it's a, it's a good story. So let me read a little bio that Maipur wrote about himself, and then we can jump into the questions. I mean, uh, yeah, me asking questions of Maipo. So Maipo Chandra was born in Poland during the times of communism into a family of practicing Catholics. Since childhood, he lived in the mountains far away from cities or other villages. As a child, Maipo enjoyed listening to stories about saints who dedicated their lives to God. And he was particularly interested in the figures of ascetic hermits. His first encounter with Krishna was through the movie Goonies, where one of the characters repeatedly mentioned Krishna. In primary school, he started reading the Bible because he instinctively felt that what the priests were saying missed its essence. Back then, he engaged in discussions that usually ended with the priest saying, I simply don't know. With an awareness of Krishna, he entered conscious contact during high school when he befriended, befriended one of the supervisors at the boarding school where he lived at the time. One day, that supervisor said that God is blue, and that sentence triggered a whole chain of events. Mayapur fell in love with Guru Maharaj's presentation after reading a series of articles written by Gora Shakti in 2004. By January two, 2005, he was already an initiated disciple of Guru Maharaj. Maipur lives currently in southern Poland with his wife and daughter. Is that accurate, southern Poland? Yeah, it's uh, southeast, actually. Yeah, it's close to the Ukrainian and Slovakian border. Uh-huh. So you're kind of close to the war then? Yeah, pretty close. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, it's great to have you here, Maipur. It's yeah. been a while. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me yeah. here. It's, it's, it's such an honor to be here among you guys. <laughs> Well, it's you have uh, quite the following here. We have two, six, eight people. It's it's quite unusual, actually. That's very oh, really? nice. Thank you, everybody, okay. for thank you joining joining in. It's it's wonderful to have this kind of support. And um, okay, well, I always I like to ask this question first because I kind of like to, uh, well, what would you say? Kind of like prime the discussion in terms of like we're talking about kind of like our life arcs in this Sataka series and I'm always really interested in if devotees have something in their well we do because we then we wouldn't be you know initiated devotees if we didn't have something in our background but I'm always very interested in hearing about the time like when devotees are kids and these certain samskars keep coming through um, without us trying or even knowing anything about it. And so you mentioned in your bio that you were like naturally attracted to the ascetics, like the, I guess the Catholic uh, saints and ascetics. Yeah. 
And so I like to ask in the beginning always, like, what was your first religious experience that you can remember as young as you can remember? And um, were, were there signs already early on that you were not like a normal kid? Uh, it's, I think it's hard to say like the, the and point one, point the only one event, you know, like for, from the early, early childhood. But uh, I think uh, the times when uh, my my father, youngest brother, he was coming from time to time to, to our place and uh, he was uh, like a single and then he was uh, studying the Catholic theology. He's supposed to be a priest, but he, he never he never decided to, you know, to, to be like a full time priest. And uh, when he was coming to our place and he was uh, trying to attract me and my brother about, you know, to, to God, about talking, you know, these different uh, stories about the saints and especially the kids who are like, you know, uh, like special kids and f future saints. Uh, and my brother, he, he wasn't like into this, maybe because he was like four years younger at the time. And uh, I was like really attracted to, the, to those stories. And I was like, yeah let's you know let's leave the family and and go like those kids you know and you know worship the god or something like that you know and and worship jesus and uh i was really like into into religion but maybe not the religion but like uh like practicing something you know in connection to to the god and uh, like the the thing which comes to my mind is like when I was young and uh, we moved to like to the another place where i was i was growing uh we we used to take milk from uh from our neighbors so most of the time uh, it was dark when i was going you know with the with the cane for for the milk and i was a bit scary so i used to taking like a wooden a rosemary and chanting you know the uh, holy mother uh, prayer or something you know so it was like for me quite natural to do that and uh also like in this primary school i was like uh, especially when i started to study the bible uh, i was you know like really ready to to go to be a priest like a catholic priest like you know to 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 live life in a close connection to to the god but then you know i started you know uh, questioning you know and uh, the the priest they, they they couldn't answer my questions and so i got frustrated and uh, i think it's it's how it uh, be begin you know with my uh, like a conscious uh, searching for, for for the answers and um, on the end for, for god but uh, like the the most i think profound experience i i remember and it's like it's so close to my heart is you know, whenever i i think about that it's uh, yeah after the watching the the movie goonies uh because uh i used i used to you know um uh, like do some uh, doing some, do do some uh, like uh, word plays so i i was repeating some words from time to time and when i got, got bored i stopped and then uh i i watched the movie and one of the you know like a bad, bad, bad character he was like saying oh krishna 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 i think that the movie was recorded on the time when the like Hare krishna was big especially in the us so they were putting this this kind of like a 
um, highlights in, in the movies because uh, there was also like another character who's saying that uh, he's going to commit Hare Krishna instead of Harakiri. So it was, you know, this this name was like uh, with me from from this movie. And then uh, I, I got, okay, this guy who was saying Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. So maybe I should do that the same. So when I started, you know, chanting, oh, Krishna, 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 I was maybe, I don't know, six years old or something. Literally, I, I, was, I, I was immediately falling down, laughing and crying, you know. It was like, and I didn't know that you're supposed to feel something like that out of, you know, chanting the holy name, you know, because for me, it was just the name. Uh, even not name, just the word from like chanting, I, I felt su such, a, such a bliss such fun such a such a pure joy because really I, I was crying and laughing and it's like you know let's just do this all, all the time you know <laughs> uh, and then my mom you know she she saw me doing this a uh, couple of times and and then she she told me that the krishna is actually the name of somebody's god and on the 10 commandments it's it's say that you don't you you don't you don't supposed to you know chant the name of god you know without the purpose so you may offend other God doing this. So I was like, okay, I don't want to offend any other God or God at all. So she said, maybe you should, you know, uh, chant like a Krishka, Krishka. So it's like a Polish name of, from Kristina. So I was trying like Krishka, Krishka, Krishka. Yeah, that doesn't work. So I stopped chanting at the time. <laughs> oh, man, I love that story. I remember hearing it years ago. You told me it before. But, uh, <laughs> so that was actually your first truly like spiritual experience. Is that the case? Yeah, I think, yeah, de definitely, yes. Yeah, I actually did some research and I, let's see if I can share my screen. I found that part of the Goonies where that one bad guy's chanting. Let's see <laughs> if I can deal with this. That would be fun. Can you see the screen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was that character, right? <laughs> yeah yeah um it's um that was 85 so yeah that was just around the time i think when the 11 acharyas it went kind of south and it was kind of a little bit like a freak thing because like it's the bad oh, guy okay. that so but anyway it doesn't matter because it was it's the name is pure so yeah. it's got pure bliss <laughs> from it <laughs> that's too bad though that your mom like said that it's like offensive because it's uh then you stop yeah. doing it you'd you be know. a pure devotee by now if you would have kept going <laughs> you never know <laughs> yeah but but then you know uh uh yeah actually if you have a question yeah go for it because uh if, if you want i can like uh keep the story going because uh i've mentioned in the bio that late years ago in like in the um, high school uh i i've met uh the teacher uh who, who told me that 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 god is blue right and then like in second it just you know uh, make the everything connected because uh, also at the time when I was young and uh, you know I, I was chanting uh, this Krishna Krishna uh, actually there was one devotee like I have uh, I had a neighbor who was who was a devotee but I didn't know that he's a devotee for for me and for my friends he was like you know like a Buddhist monk or something and we used to call him like a god of sun and and for me especially and then for uh, for one more uh, friend of mine he was like uh, you know so interesting to us so we we are trying to to do 
like a small things, you know, like the postman came and he had anything and the letter for him. So, we, and and he wasn't at home. So we take the we took the the letter to you know to have a, a opportunity to give him uh, later on. So it was like our first Vaishnava Seva, uh, and you know, and uh, one day he he led us to his uh, small flat. At, and at the time he was painting uh, the, the the paint with uh, at the time I I remember this like was like a blue blue uh, blue human or something uh, with uh, like uh, white covers or so and then when when my teacher he said that God is blue then it was like click and I was like you know moved to to this scene from my childhood when the this devotee he was painting actually the Krishna with with the cow you know and it was like. <laughs> my mind blowing and also uh, I, I then uh, it's st it started I, I started remembering things like uh, that I used to eat like prasad because uh, once my, my father helps help help him and then he he wants to you know to do something for him and uh, at the time my my father uh, wasn't at home but he he brought like a paint he made like a nice paint like with something and then he also offered uh, to my mom and for me because at, at the time it was only me and my mom at home uh prasad it was carrot uh, pakora you know <laughs> so crazy how old were you when that whole connection with the neighbor happened i think it was like still around six seven maybe eight years old Seth, that's interesting so the goonies thing happened when you were six and then Oh, that's what you said earlier, right? The movie mm -hmm. came out 1985. So you're born in 79, right? 90, uh, 81. Oh, 81. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, it was, I guess, around the same time you saw the movie. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Interesting. Um, one question I did want to ask, going back a little bit, was that you mentioned that your family was Catholic, but what was your, what was the mood like at your home, like uh, in terms of religion or also just in terms of, like I somehow have gotten the impression that it was you had kind of like a warm, warm uh, family. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, it it was it was quite nice family life. You know, as as much as it could be at the at the at the time. You know, it was quite hard at the time in Poland. The communism and you know there was like nothing in in, in the stores. There was like no stores, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty hard life. But uh, but it was like really nice childhood we, we were playing you know running after the cows you know like all days in the pastures and so on so uh yeah going to the forest so it was it was it was nice childhood and uh you know and also the 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 at the time at least my partners they, they were like orthodox or something you know they were like normal pra practicing but uh after the years it, it it started changing that my my fa my father was like going deeper into like being more orthodox uh, but at the time i was already you know chanting uh, like uh you know i was uh, 16 years old or something and and he he didn't like this at all yeah that's interesting so uh <laughs> can you say something about how that played out like the i guess like what would you call it the um friction between your parents faith and your faith like and i guess well let's go a little back actually like how did you then decide that i'm a devotee like how did that happen was it this like sudden conversion or was it kind of like a gradual thing 
you know it was like when the when the when my teacher he he told me that god is blue and he started saying about the bhagavad gita and so on that and i was like man i have to find the the first devotee i've met in my life you know this from my childhood so uh actually i did it and i started you know like a close connect close uh, relation with him and he i i was uh, you know uh, when i was at school during the week uh, i was uh, almost like constantly talking uh, whenever i was uh, I, I had a free time with my teacher so he was talking to me about you know krishna and then so on everything uh, he he knew at the time and uh, on during the weekends i was going you know to the to the to the babaji because he he's like a, you know babaji style a devotee and uh, and he was you know explaining me like deeper and deeper about krishna and and, and so on uh, and uh, i think it was for me like so natural to to jump to jump you know in uh, to to krishna consciousness but first uh, when when my teacher he told me you know there there are the names if you want you can chant you know hare krishna hare krishna yeah? and uh, and um, i i still had at the time this uh, from 10 commandments you shouldn't take your you know god's name you know without the purpose and for me it was like a little bit uh, tough to to swallow but and 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 then then he proposed okay if you don't feel like this maybe you should chant hare jesus hare jesus 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 hare 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 christe hare christe 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 hare so jesus and christ right and i was yeah this is this what what I, what I can try to do you know and then uh, he he gave me a japa and even i put to the japa like a small cross because i was quite attached you know to to this at least at the at the moment and it was funny because once i was chanting and this cross like just fell out you know it just and i was like yeah i don't need any more chanting hare jesus i just i can easily chant hare krishna and that's you know like and uh, i started chanting hare krishna <laughs> so you were about 16 at that point yeah 16 17 something like that yeah right right and then did you like connect with iskon or what happened after that like yeah give us a little details about what happened after yeah that. and because you know uh I, I used to live quite far far away in, in you know in poland in deep forest <laughs> uh, you can say so the the nearest temple was i think at the time it was warsaw it was like 500 kilometers from my place and you know uh, i was an adult i mean you know 18 years old so i couldn't you know travel by myself and so on so uh, for the first three years, I've never met like uh, Iskon devotees from from the temple or so. I, I was just you know connected to the uh, to, to my teacher and uh, the devotee from my childhood. Mm, once uh, I've met devotees from Iskon who were like on the trip around our area, and uh, it was pretty much about that. And then uh, my first temple, actually, it was temple in. Uh, in uh, in Hungary because uh, I was on the trip with uh, Hari Prasad uh, at the time you know he was a Pavel I was Gnevko <laughs> and we were like you know 60 70 80 years old together and we were like for a, a hiking trip to to Ukraine and from from Ukraine to 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 Hungary and then we went to the one one Hungary uh, small uh, temple and then we uh, we went to the like a huge village uh, it's like a Krishna village uh, in, in Hungary, pretty big project. I think at, at the time it was uh, ruled by uh, Shivaram Swami. So it was more like 
No, actually, sorry. My very first experience with uh, ISKCON and the temple, sorry, it was in Poland, in Czarnów, where uh, our Polish retreats are uh, now from uh, three or four years already. And in my first temple was this uh, Panchatatva temple. And it was funny because uh, I went there with my teacher from, from the school because, you know, uh, the the school in the... In the uh, the school was done for the year, so we have like a vacation. And he said, maybe we can go together, you know, to the temple, to, to the mountain. I said, yeah, why not? And my, my my parents said, yeah, okay, if you go with your teacher, you can go. So we took our, you know, uh, backpacks and, and tent, We and we uh, went there. And at the time, actually, I had my own DT. It was a Jagannath DT, which I made by myself, you know. That was crazy, and I was carrying the the, the, the jagannath uh, like in the small pocket, close to my to my heart for the whole trip, you know. And we were walking like twenty kilometers or something to get to the to the temple, and then the devotees were like, you know, watching on us and like, okay, if you want to stay, you can, you know, put put your tent close to the creek, and you shouldn't use our toilets and you know our showers. It was like this kind of mood. Okay. So then uh, we were like, you know, uh, waking up every single morning, uh, taking bath in the cold creek and go to Mangala Arati uh, every single day, chanting, you know, our 16 rounds there. And, you know, we were like more, <laughs> our sadhana at the time, living in the tent was more like it's supposed to be sadhana for the devotees living in the temple, but they didn't, you know, they, they, they weren't so strict like we were at the time you're living in the in the tent you know so <laughs> that was funny because in the end of this uh uh of this by the end of this visit they they ask us if we want to be like charged like uh, as a devotees or as a non-devotees like okay as as you think you know Wait, so, what so was that? oh uh, charged for the stay like to pay for it. yeah yeah for, yeah so so paying but Besides this, uh, I think the the impression I got from the Panchatatva is so huge because all the way back, you know, with my jagannath on the on the on the on the on the chest and then so on, like uh, in the in the bus in the train for twelve hours and so on, everywhere I was seeing people with tilaks, even if they didn't have any tilaks, they were like normal, you know, Polish people with smile like this. So no smiling. Uh, and, you know, and everyone for me had a tilak. So it was like, oh my God, Vaikunta, you know? So it was like big, huge, huge impression after after that. Because uh, actually I, I didn't see like the, all, the, all those bad things, you know, that they were around in this. I just, you know, I was on on this wave of the, of the Panchatatva, you know, uh, mercy. So it was, yeah, it was my first time. Yeah. Nice. Was it like a, when you had your first darshan? Was that like a very powerful experience, or did it kind of grow on you? I think it was just like a, like the total impression. It wasn't like you know, uh, I, I I saw the ditties uh, and you know uh, I I've seen them dancing or something. It was like just the the impression, I, the, the the mercy I felt like from the from the inside, you know. It, yeah, it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So what happened after, between that and then when you met Guru Maharaj in two thousand and four? Oh, uh, then I was uh, 
couple of times in a, in a Warsaw temple. And uh, I was a couple of times in this, uh, it was Woodstock festival where it was like this uh, huge uh, Krishna village. Uh, and uh, I was really attracted to Indra Dumnaswami at the time. So actually I was accepted as his uh, disciple. And, uh, and for the whole time, I was like trying to be a, like a Brahmachari, you know, and, you know, wearing copings and so on, you know, all this crazy stuff. Yeah, you always <laughs> like the copings, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, and when I uh, heard about Guru Maharaj, as I mentioned, from the articles were, which uh, were written by, by Gora Shakti, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Because, you know, after the time I was like burned out with, with ISKCON, even if I wasn't so much in, in the institution, but, uh, but I didn't feel like it, it was the same, like with the church, you know, that you, you start, you know, feeling, questioning, you didn't get like the right answers that they, they didn't uh, water your, 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 you know, uh, bhakti plant and so on. It's like, I don't feel like comfortable here. It, it's, it's not like it's supposed to be. And then, you know, I've read this, I was like, oh my God, this is it. But there was like, okay, he's not in, in Eastcon. So what to do? It's like, yeah, all this crazy, you know, um, things which are, you know, keeps us in this bad condition. Even if, you know, if even if you, if we are, even though, if we are free, like, like to, to do uh, anything we, we feel to do, but uh, we keep ourselves in some, in some kind of cages and, you know, so, yeah. so the, it was the first time, like, I, my heart, like, really felt that this is the way, you know, if you, if you want to be really Krishna conscious, and if you were, if you, if you, if you really want to have a guru, if you really want to have, a, a, like, a proper understanding and be on this real uh, devotional service path, this is the way, this is the only direction, at least for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, I had the same, the exact same experience. So what were those articles exactly like? What was Gaur Shakti writing? And did you know him already back then? Or you just somehow no. saw the articles? Yeah. Uh -huh. no. uh, at the time, he, he wasn't like even a Gaur Shakti. He, I think he was still like a disciple of Trivikram Swami. Uh, but he was, I think, in pretty much the, the same situation as I was, but, but, but I wasn't initiating at the time. So... Uh, uh, and and he was just describing his experience from from being in Audaria. And oh. actually, he was to, together with uh, Anadi Krishna at the time in, in Audaria. So uh, and for him, it was the, the same what I just just said that you know that this is the way. This is the the, the real Krishna consciousness. This is the essence of of you know of the path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just. Yes like what like less than a year after that gurumash came to poland it, so that's when yeah. you met gurumash for the first time right no no my first very first time was when you came with guru maharaj from finland because uh, at the time uh, when i started reading about guru maharaj there was like small two turbulences in my life uh, and uh, you know uh, i i just missed like for a week or something the first gurumash visit in poland so yeah okay so it was 2005 when i came with him early january january um what was that like for you to meet guru Maharaj, like for the first time face to face you know because from the iskon uh 
I, I also I, I've got this uh, impression that you know that when you see guru you have to you know like dig yourself under under the ground or something you know ball and like you don't know what to do actually you know <laughs> and so I I was going to to meet with guru with guru Maharaj at the airport because uh, at the time I, I think I was the the only person who who speaks English at least something so I was like you know. Um, able to to greet him in, in Poland and so on and uh, I didn't know what to expect like when I meet him in person but when I was reading the the articles from Gorashakti then uh, when I was reading the the Sangha and you know I, I was diving in this Guru Mahaja's mood I felt that it's 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 gonna be like you know meeting maybe the the, the well-wisher of, of my life you know but we'll see and then we've met it's like it was so normal you know it wasn't like uh what to do it was just like oh my god i i've met my old friend but you know on, on the right term and uh of course i was shy and um gurmash asked me what, what's my name and, and i said gniewomir and i said and he was trying to to repeat and say i and i said maybe gniewko it's easier it wasn't and so i said that my second name is mark so you can call me mark and he said i think i have better solution to this so i already know that knew that he's gonna initiate me so <laughs> there's not gonna be any any problem with with the name anymore so yeah i remember that the whole polish retreat for me was uh, it was so exciting everything about because it was the first time i was with Gromart. And so, and I was picking it up that everybody was kind of in that mood. It was just like very kind of festive way. Yeah. I remember the kirtans were amazing. Everybody was dancing around. I was and like, the, and talks. Yeah. Yeah. The talks were amazing. And the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. 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 That was a great, great festival. Um, and so then after that, it took you just a couple of years. Well, at first, there was the, the Vrindavan retreat in 2000. Yeah. 2000, 2007 which is like two years after yeah. um what was your experience at the Vrindavan retreat it's interesting to me because for me it was like life-changing that Vrindavan retreat but then I've talked to other devotees and everybody has their own experience of it so what was your experience of that we were for those who don't know we were in Vrindavan for two weeks with Guru March and about 45 devotees from our Sangha all over the world came so yeah, yeah. what was your experience yeah, it was truly amazing experience. Truly amazing two weeks, and uh, it was like right after, or no. Uh, anyway, I, I I split with my first wife, so I I was like you know, on the way to to re, re rearrange my life. Anyway, so mm, I at the time, uh, yeah, I went to. To, to Vrindavan with Lila Shakti. And I think we were like two days before you came from, from, from the US. And uh, after those two days, I was so burned out with India and, and, and Vrindavan too, that actually I was thinking about going back before you even come. come. Really. And oh yeah, it was, it, was, it was such a painful time. And because, you know, you, you are reading the, the, the Bhagavatam, you are re reading the Krishna book, and you, you have this whole idea about, you know, the Eden, 
and Krishna and Balaram and so on and and you know green clean everything and you, and you go there it's like oh my god it's like hellish planet or something you know uh, and uh, and also I I'm the person who who loves traveling you know there's for me no problem to sleeping here and there even under the tree and so on but it was too much and uh, in the morning. Uh, you, you've arrived and uh, I saw Gurumach, Gurumach saw me and it was like seconds our, you know uh, um, uh, how you say the glimpse no, the, uh, yeah, yeah, our eyes met and I know that he, and I knew it that he know what's, what's going on with me and it was like, wait my apple and he hugs me and he, he you know, uh, he just took me, he, he just grabbed me on my hand it, and he took me from the Vrinda Kunj and for a walk. Actually, he didn't say anything, as I remember, but like we, and, and he took me to the Daoji Gopal temple, uh, which was closed. So we didn't have like a darshan from, from Daoji Gopal, but uh, this short experience, Really, it was like Gurmach taking me from from the from this like uh, Maya perspective through the portal to this real Vrindavan perspective, and from that time, I was like, oh my God, this is Vrindavan, you know. Everything everything was the same like it was before, you know. This this old building, the smells, yeah, the, everything. But I was like, oh my God, this is Braj, this is you know Krishna's place, and and so on and so on. And the funny thing is that when I came back to Poland and uh, the place where I live was close to this, uh, some, some kind of like an old building, uh, ruined, you know, with the bad smell and something. And whenever I was crossing this place, I was like, Vrindavan, mm, oh my God. So <laughs> even, you know, this like a negative impetus for me was like, you know, uh, this uh, Udipan, right? <laughs> some kind of so like, oh sewers <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah i remember when we pulled up to vrindavan and all the devotees were there to greet us Mo most of the devotees came before we did and like i could see it on people's faces there it's like <laughs> what is this <laughs> what's place? going on yeah. and then when we left two weeks after everybody was just like in a totally like altered yeah. consciousness it was so powerful really powerful experience Let's see, what's my next question here? Uh, oh yeah, so, so then after that experience, did you decide in Vrindavan that you wanted to be a monk or that you wanted to live in Audaria? How did that happen? Actually, at the time, Guru Maharaj was planning uh, to build the ashram in Vrindavan. You, do you remember that? Yeah, so he asked me if, if I would mind to, to be a monk here. I mean, in Vrindavan. So I was like, yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so, so for, for the very first time, I was uh, going to to be a monk in in uh, in, in Vrindavan, but but then when I uh, got the, you know, uh, the, the my first relation done with the government, and then uh, when I got the visa to US, uh, I went to to Audaria, and it, it was my first time being a ashramite. <laughs> Yeah, and that was only what, like six months after the Vrindavan retreat or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you came in the fall. It was 07. So we were like 
it was kind of like the height of trying to get the temple done because the, yeah. the um, it, yeah, it was really intense back then. And uh, do you remember we were digging the, the, um, doing the, the gardens? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was pretty much right away when you came, we started. Yeah. Doing that. It was extremely hard work. <laughs> so that was a pretty kind of a tough, uh, tough that introduction to ashram yeah. life, right? I guess if you could tell us a little bit about what it was like to come to Audaria and uh, that whole like lifestyle and everything. Yeah, I was really like enthusiastic and uh, ready to, you know, to to be a monk, at least try to be a monk and, and see if it suits me somehow. And uh, few first few weeks were were tough because, you know, we are like constantly working and, you know, living in the same yurt. And, you know, like we were like together for 18 hours per day or something. So I guess you were... Uh, you were bored with me, the same with me to, to you. And, you know, there were like some frictions, but I think this is how it goes. And, uh, but it wasn't bad at all. And uh, yeah, we are, we are digging ourselves uh, to death pretty much sometimes. And also then the marathon came a few times and uh, the, the longest, and I think the toughest marathon marathon was, for like a week before the grand opening. Do you remember that? And, you know, there was yeah. like that uh, Chitahari wasn't there uh, at the time. So I was like the, now the main, comp the main comp carpenter and main, you know, <laughs> this uh, and that, uh, like a handyman. So there's like like a lot of uh, things put it on my on my shoulders. And also like the winter. I, I, I remember the winter, like three of us. Maybe, uh, yeah, there was like you, G Gursundar, and I. Yeah. Nam Shreshtam, he was for, for a time too, for some time. But he I was kind of like in his yard all the time, so we didn't see him too much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, Chidahari went to um, to Maduvan for a month, and that's when it was the three of us. Yeah. And then he came back. And Nitai too. Yeah, he was in Maduvan too. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and we were like working on the temple, working on the deck around the temple, uh, working on the, yeah, like, like the, keep the, the vegetables growing, uh, taking, care, cow, uh, taking care of the cows, of course, of the deities. And then we have like this uh, labor, then the Admuta. Oh, yeah. do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, do you want to tell that story? Yeah, it was the day when, when, when I was cooking. And still, uh, the the main temple wasn't open, and uh, Gursundar and Gurnishtar they were working on, on the deck, and I was going for the uh, to to the garden to to pick some cauliflowers for for the for the lunch, and I saw that uh, what was that? Gauri, Gauri, uh, the the cow, she's like, she's looking a bit weird, like something from her back, bat, sorry, is hanging. It's like, oh my god, it looks like. He's gonna give a beer. You said the labor, right? So yeah. then I ran, ran down to to the temple, to the new temple, and explained to the guys that yeah, no way, this is no no possible, you know. And yeah, go and take a look. And then we're like, oh, yeah, it was it, it was minutes actually when she she finished her job, right? So and then we had like a new uh, Audaria Vasi. Yeah. Yeah, so funny. It was one of those situations. We were like so 
uh, overworked already. They're like trying <laughs> to hang that that like um, deck together, and then all of a sudden, I just remember you like flying down from the hill, like Glock is giving birth. Glock is. We're like, what are you talking about? And then so there's this whole extra thing added to the list of okay, <laughs> now we got to nurse this like calf. <laughs> I mean, and I then and then one more calf appeared like few weeks I, I i don't know it it was before or after when nandini oh the big, I the big red do you... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was wild wild times yeah. so did you stay in my yurt when you came here you said we were yeah oh i don't that's so funny i totally forgot about that because i don't remember the friction starting until we went to maduvan when it was like so hard you know but no, it, you know this, this friction. It, it wasn't so 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 bad. It was like you know, we just everyone needs some you know some space. Some, yeah, yes, yeah, so some place right. for for himself. But there was no place because there were guests in 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 the other yeah. yards and so on. You know. Yeah, yes. it's a real real uh, yagya to uh, not have your space. That's one of the things. Yeah. Well, that's why Guru Maharaj, like originally he wanted to have yurts for everybody to have their own yurts. But then we started having so many people that everybody doubled up. And then it's like, you have no privacy. You have no personal space. It's, yeah. it's really intense. <laughs> um, yeah. So then there, of course, there's the grand opening, which for me, again, was one of those like life-changing moments. It was yeah. insane. Like that was like Vrindavan came down to Audaria. Like it just like descended. Did you have that same experience? It was like, like Golok or something. You know, uh, hard to say because at the time I was so busy with like a ton of other things. I was uh, filming the whole event, helping in the kitchen, helping. Have you ever have had the opportunity to to look on those tapes from the ground opening? Oh yeah, so we have the video camera. We have all the tapes. We never actually like looked into. But I, we should, really should finally like get that done. Yeah. It's been fifteen years now, so it's about time <laughs> for the twenty year, you know, yeah. anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah. but but yeah, the, the the whole event was 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 awesome, and uh, I remember I I remember one uh, one uh, situation when I was going up for the Guru Maharaj to to take him down. Uh, to give the lecture, and uh, and he said that Acharya never sh sh should be alone. It was like, yes, Gurmach, you're right. So, like, you know, this kind of uh, uh, that's what, what what I remember from the time. But yeah, the, the whole event was was amazing. The the, the kirtans going on, you know, for, for for the whole night, and and uh, tons of devotees. And I, and I was busy with everything, yeah. And I remember that I think when it, everything was done, two days after or something, uh, I asked Vrindaranya, Vrindaranya, may I have uh, like a short uh, free day? I mean, I just don't wake up for, for the Mangalarati once, can I? And she said, okay, you can. <laughs> so there was like my, you know, vacation, one Mangalarati uh, off. <laughs> after all <laughs> but then you come back and you know yeah i remember it was like almost two years we built that temple and then the next day when the guests were gone and everything it was like okay so what's next and then we started like immediately planning on the maduvan you know pioneering and that's a good bridge yeah, I, 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 and and also starting uh, up, upgrading the 
the DT7, you know, the, yeah, because exactly. finally the, there was the space and, and time. So we can, you know, there's like a very nice, huge Pujari room, like everything, you know, it's like the big altar. Yeah. And uh, we, so we upgraded this and so more Seva. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Gurmaj always keeps us busy. That's, that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. So it was just a couple of months after the opening. First, me and uh, Vrindran and Gurmaj went to Madhuvan because mm -hmm. so we had bought Madhuvan the year before. And none of us had stayed there during the rainy season. Uh, <laughs> you know where this is going. And so, yeah. um, so the three of us went there first. And then you flew there just a couple of weeks after we've, we'd gone there, right? Like no, it was I, I, I think it was at least a month or maybe two months w w when we were like by ourselves in Audaria. Because uh, the, the buildings were almost ready. And you were waiting for the doors and windows in those cabins. I think it was like a month ago or something. I, I don't hear you. Yeah, what you're right. You're right. Yeah. There was that. Yeah. I think I, I, I went there on, on May or something. It was, it was cold. And Nita Isuna said, Gurmaj wants to talk, to, talk with you. Answer, yeah, yes, Gurmaj. And Gurmaj said, My uh, Pushanda, what would you say about you know, going to Costa Rica? I said, Yeah, Gurmaj, whatever you want, you know? Yeah. So, what about you know, flying like in uh, three days from now? I was like, Yeah, why not? Yeah, Gurmaj, I'm ready. <laughs> so, this is uh, how it went, you know? Yeah, that's what it was like. So, and then so then we came to, Costa Rica, we stayed there. I think we stayed there. Uh, Gurmach and Vrindran stayed for a couple of weeks more. And we, you and I thought we were going to fly back with them. And then it was just a couple of days before we were supposed to leave. Gurmach said, actually, you and Mayapur are going to stay here in Pioneer. <laughs> like, okay, well, we don't speak Spanish. No, I guess we have to learn. So neither one of us spoke <laughs> pretty much a word of Spanish. And yeah. none of the locals spoke English. And then we were supposed to oversee the big project and like run errands and keep the place running basically. So yeah, and and like uh, I think it was three or two days before they flew to 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 Audaria, Gurumach thought that maybe we should we should buy some cow. Do oh yeah, that? Yes. And then Mangala and Dauji, you know, show up and we were like, okay, so now we have to make a pastures. We have to, uh, before uh, pastures are ready, we have to collect the grass and where to collect the grass, you know, and then the whole chain of <laughs> new things appear like out of nowhere. And then the rice field, all electro hydro and the water pipe system, the, the buildings of the new cabins, the road. Paying the workers over, yeah, overseeing the workers. I remember we were like weeding the, rice fields in this like burning sun and we were both constantly listening to the Pimsler like uh, the yeah, program. Spanish one. <laughs> yeah Spanish one trying to like learn Spanish <laughs> at this like neck breakneck speed while weeding the weeding the rice fields um but yeah I'd like love to hear that for me that the four months I spent there were by far the hardest time of my life I mean it was so intense I've never experienced anything like that but I'd love to hear if you could just kind of give you the highlights and the low lights and just uh, kind of try to tell the listeners, like give the experience in some way, what it was like. No, Madhuvan is such a great place. And 
now when you go there it's nicely set up you have pretty much everything i think everywhere you have uh, hot water at least you have water everywhere and electricity and so on but uh, when i came we were living four of us in one cabin and one cabin is like three by three meters with with a with a bathroom and, and the shower and the other cabin uh, was kitchen and uh, place uh, for the deities uh, krishna balaram shalagram and uh, yeah and right away you know we are like uh, throw to to this huge pool of seva right there, right there. and i remember that uh, i think i arrived uh, early in the in uh, yeah, like a, uh, in the evening or uh, almost in in the night uh, you you drew me from the uh, liberia uh, airport and uh, i think the next morning gurma decided to uh, give to to show me how how to ride the horse so they put me on the on on the sundari which was like the the youngest and the, the, the craziest from the horse and it was like yeah <laughs> it was the adventure already so we went down uh three of us and gumaj and brindaranya down to to the creek gumaj wanted wanted to show me the 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 all electricity system and so on and then we uh, gumaj and i we ran down to the the creek from the inlet to the to the turbine and uh and the first the very very first time Grumach uh, felt uh, do you remember that and then he hits his ribs and then he was like in a real pain actually after that and uh but he was in this such a sweet mood you know of try to show you know the, the secrets of the Madhuvan you know how, how this goes and you know it's like you know let's go and I I, I show you you know the uh, this kind of friendly mood you know what i mean and uh yeah. it was it was very sweet and it's like you know deep deep in my in my heart and uh we we are like so close with guru Mahaj at that time because you know it's like being in audaria and in madhuvan is like constant sitting on the like a hot chair you know and uh, especially there when you know there was like no no so much space to to anyone and uh, i think after some time you moved to to the tent uh, close close to the cow shade and after all i i've moved to the tent down below to this like a small rancho so then we have like a private space so called actually for some time we i think we also were on the same tent uh, together to, uh, to the to the cow shed but then uh, i i decided that i saw that you need a more space for yourself than i i moved down there and uh yeah just just uh, costa rica is, is a mind-blowing place and you know uh when, when you are there and you, you are doing the seva uh are under the guidance of guru maharaj it's 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 easy to uh to to give too much from yourself and this is what what i uh, what i have experienced because during the rainy season it's it's it can be hard because the the road were, were quite fresh and uh, after i i think it was like four four days of rain the mud slide came and we were like cut off from the world and we are trying to dig this out and you know after days of working on the rice field 
with the turbine and and cows and everything uh one morning i just couldn't you know get get up from my bed because even thinking about this it was already painful so i think it was like the the worst day in my uh, maybe not in my life but uh in this in this situation that you know even thinking about moving it's already painful so yeah, yeah it was it was tough that's this i think something that's really kind of important to talk about so like i think it's a really good point that you made that like it's easy to overextend when you're young and you're really yeah. spiritually inspired and of course when we're young and spiritually inspired we think that we're like almost like pure devotees or something yeah. so we think that we can like just surrender 100 percent, and it's going to be like that forever and the environment will take more than we have if we give it so yeah. like i'd like to hear your um thoughts on this thing that like how do you now that you're older and you're like more in touch with yourself and everything how do you avoid that kind of burnout like what is the answer to staying balanced in an environment that's really challenging and and also in an environment where we're like we have these incredibly high ideals that we actually don't have the Adi car for you know to to be completely surrendered is such a high thing but in a preaching mission there's a lot of this thing where devotees are encouraged to go for the highest thing and it's good because we make much faster progress than we ever would otherwise but then there's always that wall that we kind of meet like we, we realize like i've met my other car and i i simply can't go on like this anymore so how do you think about all that now that you're older and you've had some distance and everything you know uh for me it's like you know try to listen to yourself listen to your body because body knows lot of things and uh, if you are in touch with yourself and with your body too then you know if you are too close to the edge or if there is you know still some space so you can push yourself a bit and uh, as you said when you when you when you are young it's like you know let's go you know it's like there's no obstacles you just go if you if Gurmash said go and jump you know to the to the fire probably we we would we would do that of course he wouldn't he would never say that probably <laughs> but you know what i mean but uh from, from the perspective you know i think it's better to do the smaller steps but constantly than one big jump and then hit the wall so put your life in the like a bigger perspective because my like yeah i think also seeing the the world as a place of opportunity instead of of misery it's also the point because when you see this on this uh, uh like a positive way then you, you don't have to run away from it you just use it in 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 terms of of seva of, of krishna seva you know you know what i mean so then it's easier to not get no not get burned out from you know uh because yeah on, on the path yeah i like that a lot what you said that the world is a place of opportunity instead of something that you get away from so i guess what you're saying is instead of having like a vairagi attitude you have a devotee attitude where you you just look at everything through the lens of service but 
uh, that's the tricky part. Like we don't, uh, it's a very high level of advancement to actually be able to see everything as uh, some kind of ingredient for service. So yeah, I guess, well, anyway, yeah, you gave a nice answer. I'm just, I start, my mind starts going. I, I love like thinking about these details that relate to like Sadhaka life and everything, but yeah, no, that makes perfect sense what you said. And um, actually this is, we're kind of running out of time. I could totally like talk a lot longer with you. It's very interesting. We should probably just catch up, you know, not live, but some, some other times talk about more of these things, just the two of us. But what I did want to kind of touch on is, um, which I find very interesting is your, the ultra marathon thing and how that relates to in, in some ways, well, not in some ways, what I've seen, I haven't really like uh, learned that much about your ultra marathon thing, but what I did seem to grasp from it, it was that you connected it to spirituality and that there's, that you had almost like a little community of people that you were talking about these basic spiritual concepts through the running life or something. Is that accurate? Yeah, on some level, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I guess, so that it's really interesting to me that uh, you, I guess you moved, then at some point you moved back to Poland and then you kept pushing yourself physically to the extreme. I mean, ultra marathon is like a total like frontal assault on the body, right? Like it is really rough on your body, right? Yes. And so that's really fascinating to me. And I personally, I'm like that too, that, that you wanted to keep pushing your boundaries and, and you got into ultra marathon. So I guess I would like to hear your thoughts on ultra marathon. For those who don't know, it means that you run like two marathons in one one go, which means basically what, like 80 kilometers or something? Yeah, but mostly more. Mostly like more. 100 <laughs> miles or something. Oh my. So so why did you get into it? And, and what do you get out of it? And how does it relate to spiritual life? And how did you use it as a tool to like talk to people about spiritual principles? Uh, I think it's, it's quite a wide topic, but uh, I try to condense it somehow uh you know I, I started running when i moved to the place where we live right now um because uh, i needed some movement for for my body because you know i still i was young and i'm still young i think 40 42 it's not not that old and uh, i need a movement so it but like a conscious movement for for my health and I started running and started, you know, exploring the area where I live. And it was, you know, such a nice experience that you, you don't have to run like uh, on the asphalt or something. You, you, you run actually in the mountains, on the hills, in the wood. So you are with yourself in this, you know, conducive uh, nature and, 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 and environment, which uh, makes you, you know, uh, more free from this world uh, worldly problems you know what i mean it's like you know nowadays this uh, uh, like a forest bath are are uh, you know uh, quite common and uh, they they grew up so this is what i have like every single day go, going to the to, to the forest being with myself but also seeing 
through the forest and uh, through the animals and through the nature, uh, Krishna actually. So it it helped me, you know, to to keep the balance actually in my life, like in this uh, spiritual and material material life. And then I got it that you know you can run and run and run and run, and I started running, you know, longer and longer, and uh, I was quite good in it. So I started uh, racing, you know, here and there, and. Uh, after a few years, uh, actually, I I won a couple of races, or I was on, on the podium, and uh, that's how I got some like uh, re recognition or so. And also, the, um, people were interesting in me because I was doing this, uh, you know, being a vegan. So it's like, for, for most of the people, it's like you have to eat meat, yeah. So uh, to to keep your body uh, alive, but uh, for, for 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 them, I was, and I think for still I, I am for most of the people like uh, alien you know uh, running you know 60 160 kilometers without meat and so on and so on and uh, so that's uh, how how you get like the people attention and so even if you don't want this attention but if they if they come so you just share with them you know and uh, it, it starts like this and uh, I wrote a book, uh, like running on veggies. Uh, and uh, even in this book, it's like a, some kind of stories from, from the races, but also stories, uh, like, a, not, not stories, but uh, um, no, uh, articles inside about, you know, uh, how to perceive the life, how to see the things and so on. Like, uh, even I quote Bhagavad Gita in it. And, 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 and uh, I put like uh, be beginners, um, spiritual stuff in it. So people can uh, relate some, somehow to it, and uh, and also saying that uh, you know I, I try to uh, answer to one of your questions because you said that you know running those uh, marathons is like putting your your body to 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 the extreme, but I'm not doing this you know after the sitting ten years or thirty years on the couch drinking the beer and you know start running you know hundred kilometers. It's like it's my it's my Kind of like a running sadhana so I, i'm training uh, you know every day doing all other stuff to to be as best as i can on on this uh, so it's kind of like a have a being you know uh engaged in krishna consciousness you, you don't doing this once a month once a year you know chain Hare krishna and uh, expect you know miracle uh, you do it every day, every day. Keep repeating, keep repeating. If, even if you don't feel like doing doing it, uh, don't have a mood, you know, with those obstacles, but you keep doing. And so also doing this on this uh, material level from the from the body perspective, it's for me easier to keep myself, you know, in this uh, sadhana path, you know, doing this spiritual exercise. And also I have like a lot of space and time to think about this, you know, uh, hearing uh, to, to to hearing the Guru Maharaj uh, lectures or even chanting during the, you know, not like with the japa, but you know, uh, in mind, you know, during during the uh, running. And also, like I don't want to ma make this long. Uh, sometimes it's like uh, you are during the especially the, those long races, you you get to the place where you are totally empty. Empty, I mean, without your like ego, uh, even though like emotions, but like all this kind of like worldly stuff, you dig to like to the pure soul or something, you know, and then tears starts, you know, coming and it's like, oh, Krishna, just like you, you can get this like a touch of ecstasy, you know, 
uh, in this in this connection. Yeah, I've heard that from other runners, long distance, many long distance runners. I've heard say that it's it's extremely extremely meditative when yeah. you run long enough. But that's really fascinating that it actually induces some kind of like ecstatic state on some level when you do it long enough. Um, one thing that really struck me that I really liked about what you said is that you said that it becomes a sadhana and then you learn to do things even if you don't feel like doing it, you just do it anyway. Yeah. And I was recently reading this book that was talking about this one guy had done this extensive like research on about people who are successful in whatever they do and the only like common factor that they all shared was that they all showed up when they didn't feel like doing it and yeah. so like for sadhana that's extremely useful because the mind goes like everywhere right like the mind's always trying to tell you to do something new or taste something new or whatever it is and so like i can really see how that running practice supports your sadhana in that way that you kind of learn the right attitude about committing to things right is that accurate yeah definitely yeah that's beautiful so then like what i've also been thinking about recently is that the same principles that you can get things done with or like become successful at the same principles apply to everything basically whether it's bhakti yeah. or piano or yoga it's just what what you decide to have as commitment your... yeah yeah so the, the only difference is what you commit to, right? Yeah, but the exactly. process, yeah, the process is like very similar. It's governed by the same kinds of rules and laws and whatnot. And, and, and also you have this example that, you know, it's much easier to do your progress on running when you have a trainer, when you have a coach or without. And for several years, I wasn't. I was doing this on my own. Then I started having like a professional coach and it's, you know, it's like this. Yeah. You progress so much faster. The same, you know, being with guru or being without guru. So it's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, it's six minutes past one hour already, and it's been a really nice chat. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I would like to just hear what as a like a re what would you call it? Like to cap it off, I would just love to hear like what the future is holding for Maiski. By the way, I call Mayapur Maiski. I came up with it at some point, then it stuck. So Maiski is Mayapur. So what's there in the future for you? This Maiski came because uh, everything, uh, I, I, a lot of um, Polish surnames are like ending in, with Ski, Skrzyński, Kowalski, and so on, so on. And so I was Maiski, Nitski, Nit, I was Nitski, Chitahari was uh, Chitta. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were Nishtunio or something. Yeah, they were like new nicknames. <laughs> Gorski. Go Rasunda, right? Uh, what's the perspective? What's it? What's it there for your future? What, what are you gonna? What do you wanna do in your next twenty years? What is there for you? You know, waiting for you in the future. I think the future is bright. Uh, but uh, to be more serious, uh, you know, after the last Polish retreat, I felt something. What I was feeling a couple of times already. But I've I've never like uh, started with this feeling, but now it's uh, it's time to share with others with nice. my experience. You know, it's like because I had the, I have I have this experience that twenty five or twenty something years ago I was you know 
one in in the in the ocean but someone you know show me uh, saw me and picked me up and helped me you know in my krishna consciousness right so that's why what i would love to do for others because i know there are a lot of jivas around me who are you know just waiting for the trigger you know what i mean so oh, this yeah. is what, what i would love to do so to, to help them you know get to connected to krishna consciousness yeah that's beautiful i love it um what do you have any concrete ideas about how you would like to do that i know you're a very creative person so i would imagine somehow in the realm of creativity but what do you have any visions of you know whatever you're going to do how you're going to do it i should say yeah you know i'm i'm like over busy with, with things right now but uh, I started from uh, like creating a group on the Facebook. I call this Nitai Bhai. So I, I'm like praying for Nityananda's mercy to help me out with this. And uh, actually, uh, I talked about this on my uh, social media, on one of the channel. And I was surprised because a lot of people respond to that. And like, uh, you know, runners and people who, who knows me from like the others activities. And they were like, yeah, we would like be, we, we would like be interested in, you know, uh, hearing about spirituality, about, you know, answering our questions about why, why we are, who we are and so on. It's like, no way, really? So it, it's really potential. And so I'm like uh, on a hot call with Anadi Krishna and uh, he's also on this, on this mood right now. And uh, we we try to work work together. Actually, uh, Anadi Krishna he he started his own group in 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 the area where he lived, and we are going to do also like a, a kind of like workshops on on you know uh, on this bhakti yoga practice uh, in uh, Anjana's uh, Sutta place in in Ostrovets and also you know do do something for the new devotees, but also we have like uh, things and projects to. To help the the present the, to, to the people to the devotees who are in the process for some time but they don't feel you know they they they, they don't have the feeling they they don't have like this uh sambanda and 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 you know and 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 the, and the and everything which is helpful to to keep them you know engaged and and practicing so because uh i think this is this is the gap because like the uh Others, other missions, they they try to create devotees, but it's hard to, you know. I think the hardest part is to maintain. You know, it's 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 yeah. it's it's tough, but it's easier to to build something than maintain it for maintaining for for years. You know, so I think this is the the the, the space where we can you know help to 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 other devotees so they can you know move with their practice. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um... Do you have a following? You're kind of like a public person in at least parts of Poland, right? Yeah. How well are you known? Because I don't really know very well. Like you know, asking, like how how well known are you? I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it's it's funny because uh, I was on uh, two TV shows. Uh, like first one was I think in 2000. 14 or something and the other was on 2018 or 17 i don't know i don't remember and that's uh, and this is the shows were recorded and they keep repeating this you know few, few times a year on this uh, television on this uh, television stations and uh, sometimes it's like you know i'm somewhere 
and uh, like older lady is coming i know you it's like oh really yeah i, I saw the the episode where you are you know talking about this and that and and actually this is funny because uh, i was on I, i'm on the show i was on the show re, uh, where they have uh, like a characters from this uh, uh, mountains where i where i was born uh, like you know the the weirdos you can say from the like a normal perspective and one of them is is the devotee who was you know my neighbor when i when i was kid <laughs> and, wait he's and an actor in the show it's it, it they are not actors they they just re recording their own yeah, like a lifestyle and oh. on the show he, he's you know saying yeah everything's comes from the Govinda and sometimes saying, oh, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, or something like that, you know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's so funny, but, uh, but it's on this way, he's doing like his own preaching and people like from the older generation, they love, they love him, you know, just watching him and they, they love this all serious. And uh, when they saw me and, 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 and like, for example, last time the, the old lady, uh, he he came to me and and he said that you don't know me but I know you. I was like oh really? And she said that that she knows me from this um, from this uh, sequ uh, no from this movie or so. And she said that she's going to visit the this older devotee of, over there. So you know this this is how you know Krishna is playing <laughs> sometimes his his games. Nice. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking with you, Maiski. And uh, let's see Thank if anybody has a question to my airport. I guess it was too long already. No, I think it's been so, uh, what's the word, all-encompassing that they have nothing to ask anymore. <laughs> okay, well, if there's no questions... Um, we can stop here, but thanks so much for coming, Maipur, and uh, let's stay in touch. I, I, there's many things I'd like to talk with you. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me here and uh, for your time, for listening to, to my stories. Yeah, wonderful. And hope you meet you somewhere, guys. We Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks like was somebody saying, Anadi Krishna, do you have a question? No. Oh, no, Udarani was waiting. I see. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe we'll see you, meet all of you at the Polish retreat next year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But until then, let's stay in touch. Hari Haribo. Haribo.